Welcome back to the Going That Assist podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 37. Some number 37s we just found out about. Dave Steeb, Blue Jays pitcher. Yeah. Uh, Dope the Walker, the legendary college running back. Yeah. And uh, didn't you say Archibald? Uh, no, that was a real person. Ah, uh, yeah. they ain't. Well, All right. well, there's that. Yeah. It's so, Wednesday, though. It is Wednesday. Uh, Very special sorry. Wednesday show. We were a little busy yesterday. You know, we got some graduations coming up and uh, mm-hmm. final season right now. So figured we'd move it over one day, but we'll be back on Tuesday next week. And after that, still on Tuesday, I assume. So. But yeah, we got uh, the usual MLB stuff with some headlines, awards, early season predictions for picks. Yeah, some award predictions for sure. We'll talk, hop in a little bit of football after halftime, and we'll take a look at a NBA playoff series as, as Every well. Every series. Yeah. All right. Just getting started over there in the NBA playoffs. But let's get to our opener. My opener is going to be Adolis Garcia, his weekend versus the Astros, helping his team, the Rangers, take down their uh, Texas foes and uh, get the sweep. In that new ballpark in Arlington, mm-hmm. he had a walk-off home run on Friday and then had a walk-off single on Sunday, and Adolis did it all that week. We'll talk about him a little bit more in the future. All right. The best thing I saw was I went to my first Major League Baseball game since the 2019 wildcard game, A's Mariners on Monday night. The A's sucked, but uh, it was fun. You know, Kyle Lewis was making some great plays. Uh, we saw Kelnick hit a 400-foot 15 foot shot mm-hmm. over our heads. That was a moonshot. Yeah, it was a bomb. Uh, we got Seth Brown over there hitting a pinch hit RBI double. That's so, about yeah, it. It was great. Not a lot of people uh, there, but you could still tell it was a great atmosphere. You know, like watching the game, you could feel the intense moments, but not as much as when you're there. Yeah. It's, it's hard true. to explain it, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll get my, my taste of uh, Major League Baseball back this weekend. Should be going to a game or two relatively soon. All right. Early season picks for MVP Cy Young, Rookie of the Year. And Mm -hmm. even though the MLB doesn't have this award, we should think, we think they should add this award. It's the most improved player. It's a fun one. And uh, yeah. Together, who is your AL MVP? My AL MVP is going to be Shohei Otani. Team's not great, but he's been the most impressive player in the American League. Yeah, Shohei is my pick as well for AL MVP. Uh, obviously, he's doing it on both sides. Has a two three seven ERA, 13.3K per nine, 15 home runs, 38 RBIs, and six stolen bases. It's been a great year for Shohei, and if he is durable enough to be, be healthy this whole season, I think there's a very good chance that he gets it. What about on the NL side, Scaler? NL side, I'm sticking with Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, he's been banged up a little bit, but I- I'm sure Kyle's got the numbers for you here in a minute. Well, I'm not picking Acuna. Oh, I'm picking Tatis. Okay. Uh, but Acuna okay. does have like 15 home runs, and he's been playing really, really well, just destroying the ball. But I'm going Tatis. I know he's been hurt a little bit. I know he ran into the COVID issue a little bit. But when, when he's back and he's healthy, he's been playing great. Just this past week, he's been going off. But he has 13 home runs, 11 stolen bases, hitting 302. I know the airs are a problem, but uh, makes up for it quite a bit when you're hitting the ball the way that he does. And uh, the rest of his team actually helps him quite a bit in this one because he's on a team like Shohei where he has to do all the work. 
AL Cy Young, Skyler? AL Cy Young. I thought this was going to be a shocker, but uh, apparently not. I'm going with the Raldis Chapman, Yankees reliever. He's been pretty much untouchable, giving up one run, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's he's pretty disgusting, Kyle. Yeah. I saw a video of him throwing a 103 fastball to Chris Davis a couple weeks ago. It's absolutely painted. Unhittable pitch. I feel bad for Chris Davis on that one. But, yes, yeah, Skyler said uh, it might have been a shocker, but uh, to me and Skyler it's not because I also have Aroldis Chapman as my Cy Young. It was a three-person three, three race candidates, John Means, Garrett Cole, and mm-hmm. Aroldis Chapman, and, and I, I picked Chapman out of here. 11 for 12 in saves, a .47 ERA, 17.5K per nine. He's been amazing. His only run of the uh, year that he's given up was an Andrew Vaughn home run. And that didn't even matter too much because the Yankees just walked it off in the bottom half. He's been absolutely amazing so far, and uh, it's about time a, a reliever can go get the uh, yeah. Cy Young. I think it is about time. Yeah. Let's go to the NL side now, Scott. NL, I'm going with uh, Trevor Bauer. There's a lot of options here, but he's leading the, I believe, MLB in strikeouts with 88. He's, uh, I think uh, Bieber has more. Bieber and maybe Cole. But he, well, he's leading up there the in NL yeah. in strikeouts with 88, and I feel like he still has some more room to grow this year. Yeah, Bauer's been amazing, uh, but if this guy didn't get hurt, he would have that lead in strikeouts. Is Jacob deGrom, who is still qualified for ERA, uh, and he has a .8 ERA, so I think that's quite amazing. He has 74 strikeouts and 45 innings pitched, giving up four total runs, and deGrom's going to be my pick. For Cy Young, for yet another year, I don't think you can go wrong when you pick him. Mm-hmm. What about AL Rookie of the Year? AL Rookie of the Year, I'm going to go with Michael Kopech from the Chicago White Sox. That's a guy who could get up there and strike out numbers pretty quickly. I like his upside. Mm-hmm. It's more of an upside pick. Yeah, I like uh, Kopech too, but I'm not taking him. I'm taking Adolis, 15 home runs, 5 stolen bases, and 40 RBIs. And honestly, carrying a team that we expected to be quite bad and they're, they're not great but the rangers aren't terrible just as what we thought they were going to be uh going into the season but adolis has really been the reason for that success with that team and he's destroying the ball playing some solid defense and he's my pick for al rookie of the year mm-hmm. let's go to the nl side for nl rookie of the year i'm going with trevor rogers from the marlins another pitcher back to back uh and again there's there's a lot of guys here but this is a guy who could become the ace of this this team pretty quickly, and shit, they're not too far out from a playoff run either. Yeah, the NL East is actually really stacked up right now. I think every single team was in like four games from top to bottom. I'm also going with Trevor Rogers here too. I think this is a no-brainer. Uh, going into the season, he, he was a fun guy to watch, knowing that he had his uh, limited excess, success last year. But uh, Trevor Rogers, 57 innings pitched, 70 strikeouts, and a 175 ERA. He's been amazing. Uh, a guy that has a lot of room to grow, too, with how good his stuff is. So it's going to be crazy to see this guy in two, three years. But he's my pick for Rookie of the Year. All right. Let's go to uh, most improved player in the AL. The AL. Uh, this guy's stats don't jump off the charts to you. But I'm going to go with Mark Canna. Um, leadoff hitter for the A's, and that's that's a big reason why he stepped into that leadoff role. He's only hitting 260 right now with 10 homers, but he's already got his career high in stolen bases. He's getting on base. He's clearly one of the best hitters for the A's, the first place A's. 
Yeah. And there's a reason for that. That's Marcana. Yeah, I love Marcana. That's a good pick. Uh, I'm going with the obvious pick here. I'm going with Vlad. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first two years, we kind of saw Vlad be good, but not the number one uh, overall prospect type hype. And this year, he's bringing that, and he's he's hitting like his dad this year. He has 16 home runs, hitting 330. He has more walks than strikeouts. His OBP's chilling around 450 right now. He's getting on base like nearly two times a game. He's been absolutely insane for the for the Blue Jays, and he is my pick for most improved player of the year. What about the NL size, Kelly? NL's another shocker, and hear me out, Kyle. I'm going with Fernando Tatis Jr. Wow. He has been very flashy and even great at times for San Diego, but he's been really inconsistent in the past two years. Right now he's on pace for a 40-40 season. And if he holds that up, he's definitely the most improved player in the National League. Yeah, and we kind of, like, I was thinking about this a few weeks ago. And Tatis' contract is really a bargain mm-hmm. for, for the Padres because the, the shortstop market is going to be set over and over the, this upcoming year with the, the, the guys like Story and Correa that are yeah. coming free agents. And Tatis, th- that market isn't going to be set any higher for him. They already have the salary set out for the next 14 years. So when in reality, when his arbitration is up in three, four years, if he didn't sign that contract, he would have been getting paid a lot more. So oh yeah, Padres really did a good job on that one. But my NL most improved player of the year is going to be Kevin Gosman. Yeah, he's been absolutely amazing so far. We saw him go to the Giants last year in a change of scenery from Baltimore, and he he excelled, but he wasn't the greatest. He had good strikeout stuff. We knew his stuff was up to like 97, 98 miles per hour on his fastball. But this year, really kind of put it together, developed a slider more in his changeup. Uh, 64 and two-thirds innings pitched, uh, 76 strikeouts, 1-5-3 ERA. Guy I have on my fantasy team, and it's it's always fun seeing oh, yeah. him go out and pitch well for the Gigantes. Yeah, it's, especially the the move from Camden Yards to the Bay. That's a big deal yeah. for a pitcher. I, could, I mean, right now, just off the top of my head, it'd be pretty cool to see Dylan Bundy in San Francisco. Yeah, Dylan Bundy sucks, so as we saw. The on, thing on is, Sunday. well, Kevin Gosman sucked too, but had surprisingly good strikeout numbers. But and now he's pitching in a very pitcher friendly park, and we see what he can do. Yeah, it, it does help with Gosman, though, that he throws 98. It we does. see Bundy get up to 90, 91, maybe sometimes. Mm. But Bundy's the guy that's really struggled this year, and might, maybe a case for the least improved player of the year if we had that award going on. I won't argue that. Yeah. Let's go to. The Rays now, uh, we're away from our award picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rays have been extremely hot. They uh, just lost a game yesterday, I believe. But after that, they, before that, they were on an 11-game win streak, just rolling through teams in their division. The AL East is really knotted up at the top with the Red Sox, Rays, and the Yankees. I think it's in that order right now. Maybe the Rays and Red Sox are flipped. But are the reigning AL champs, do they have enough to win the AL East once again? I think so. We'll start off by talking about the uh, Willie. Uh, is it Adamas or Adamaze? I've heard both. Adamaze. I don't know. Adamaze. Adamaze. Well, anyway, they traded him to the Brewers for not a lot back, but this move is to make room for Tyler Walls, and we assume Wander Franco next week after he gets the Super 2 uh, classification, which pretty much means an extra year of arbitration. So good thinking by Tampa Bay. And, you know, a lot of people were mad that Franco didn't get called up. And this guy they never heard of, Tyler Walls, did. But I did some research. Tyler Walls is good. I believe that Baseball America gave him a 70-grade fielding. And that's, 
like people higher than that are Brooks Robinson, Ozzie Smith, Omar Vizquel, Nolan Arenado. Like there's not a lot of guys with that high of a grade. So that's that's pretty cool to see. Also, one other thing, Glasnow, we were a little skeptical about him, but he is living up to the hype right now. Yeah, the Rays the Rays are an interesting team cuz they they don't really have a star that jumps out to you. Maybe Glasnow mm-hmm. now, but uh uh, on the hitting side of the ball, they have Rosarena, who's good. They have Kiermaier, who's good. They play really good defense. Uh, Taylor Waltz has been actually really good since they called him up on the hitting side of the ball, too. I don't think – I don't know if they'll call up Wander next week, but maybe sometime throughout the year. He is still very young, sitting around, like, 19, 20 years mm-hmm. old. But he's the number one prospect in baseball. So maybe if the Rays slump a little bit, need a surge in their lineup, say, hey, it, it's time, get him up. But until then, I don't think they'll call him up. I think they'll stick with Walls and the guys that they have right now. Uh, and the, the Rays are a very interesting team, as I just said, with like the, the stardom part. But they also are very deep in a lot of spots. Like their 26th, 25th man on their roster is better than just about any other 25th, oh, yeah. 26th man on their the other team's roster. Maybe the Dodgers are a team that can compete like that. But all throughout, the Rays are good. Kevin Cash, I know he got criticized last year for his uh, move of taking out Blake Snell, but he's... Mm. He's very tactical and smart with how he uses his pitchers. Exactly. And the bullpen's he, still elite this year, too. Yeah, he trusts his guys. and uh, Well, he didn't trust Snell in the World Series, but <laughs> he trusts his gone. bullpen guys. <laughs> and, uh, I, I mean, they got Patino back in that trade. Patino's mm-hmm. uh, been solid. They're trying to mix him up with uh, Shane McClanahan, too, who's been he's been pretty good. Touched him one-on-one on his two-seam fastball, which is kind of crazy to see. Uh, and I think the Rays, they have a good shot, but I don't think they are going to win the AL East with how the Yankees are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw a slow start from them, but the Yankees are starting to heat up, and they're starting to get their guys back like Luke Voigt. I know I think Stanton's on the IL right now, but he should be back relatively soon. Strasser is very scary, and the stuff that they have on, on the pitching side of the ball and the hitting side of the ball, it's, it's crazy. And so I think the Yankees will take number one spot. In the 2021 AL All right, East. If, if I didn't explain it, I think my take is that Tampa's going to be a little closer than we think. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Is it enough to get the division, though? It's going to be close. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, a talk of baseball so far this year, maybe not mainstream, but we've been talking about it quite a bit, is the San Francisco Giants, a team that kind of just came out of nowhere uh, with a hot start. They had great pitching, had some timely hitting from some of their uh, older vets, you know, they had a chance to prove uh, their worth over the weekend against uh, the Dodgers. First time that they played them this season, and they got swept by the Dodgers. The Dodgers mm-hmm. absolutely obliterated them. Uh, I think it was 11 nothing in, like, the third or fourth inning on Sunday, and Julio Urias, Urias had, like, three of those RBIs. <laughs> so have we seen the last of SF in 2021? If you guys remember, about three weeks ago, I said after the series – the Giants will no longer be in first place. and true. It's not the that, Dodgers, though. It's the Padres that are in first. That's true. That is true. But uh, I believe San Francisco is is out of the first place running for the rest of the year. They'll no, no longer be in first place. Never see it again. I think uh, it's possible we see them make a push for the wild card. But it's it's just unlikely. Like I said last week, uh, it's it's just really hard to keep the hitting going in San Francisco. And timely hitting's not their strong suit this year. Well, it's been in the early part. Yeah, but not maybe not in the second half. I I don't know if it's the last that we've seen in SF, But as far as the division goes, I definitely think it is. I don't think we'll see him get up into first again this season. 
but I know uh, the NL right now is very like five, six team, maybe race. Uh, obviously, three of those are going to be division winners, and the next two spots go to the wild cards. And it seems like the Giants right now have like a three, four game lead over anybody else there. I know there's still 110 games to play in that yeah. will be season, but it's starting to pan out a little bit to that we see uh, like not a lot of secondary teams, but a lot of uh, tertiary teams just not be able to make the move up uh, to jump above 500. Maybe a team will make a move later on the stretch and yeah. maybe they acquire Chris Bryant or Trevor Story. We'll see where they go. But uh, as far as the division goes, I think it's the last of SF, but they have a good shot to sneak into that second wildcard spot if they are able to stay healthy and keep the pitching the way that it's been. Yeah. We talked about those uh, tertiary teams so far. Uh, We're going to get into if uh, maybe those teams are going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline here. We have four different teams, the Twins, the Jays, the Brewers, and the Philly. Uh, not the Philly, the Phillies. Mm. Uh, let's get in to see if they're going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline. Twins first. Yeah, Twins are definitely going to be sellers for me. Their team is way too old. They got to change something because they're they're nowhere near a playoff race this year. It's it's tough, you know. They two years ago they broke records for hitting, but clearly they got to get a new regime in there or something. I mean. I like Anderson Simmons, but not on this team. Yeah, the Twins have been kind of weird this year because we kind of just picked them to be second or third place team in that that uh, AL East or not AL East AL Central yeah. going into the season. But they've just been god awful, and uh, I think a guy that they can trade. Uh, I'm saying that they're going to be sellers. I, I yeah, think yeah. a guy that they can trade that not a lot of people are talking about is Max Kepler because they do have uh, some outfield guys like Killeroff, uh, Buxton. And then uh, Larnack, if they want to use him, he's been mm-hmm. decent and he, he's a good hitter. So that kind of leaves out uh, like Max Kepler, maybe a guy like uh, Luis Arrays, or it's hard to say his last name. He's got so many vowels. They got a lot of weird second base outfield type guys. Like Polanco's <laughs> another guy that can get moved. Uh, if they really want to move like a guy like Mitch Garver, or if they really mm-hmm. feel up to it, they can move Kent Maeda or some of their bullpen guys. But I definitely think they're going to be sellers and uh, help out some teams when it comes down to the deadline. Yeah get some guys back as well but let's go to the team up north that's not playing up north it's the toronto blue jays buyers or sellers this one's interesting because they have a lot of pieces and they shouldn't blow it up but they also shouldn't buy this year either because it's just not going to happen this year uh so i think they should sell the bets other than ryu yeah ryu's definitely a guy that should stay in my opinion we kind of saw a weird deadline for the Jays last year because they were that eight seed, that last playoff spot in the AL last year, and they didn't really buy in, but they retooled and helped themselves for not immediate success, but later on success. And some of those guys have started to pan out, like Robbie Ray has been good for them, Ross Stripling, another guy. Uh, but the Jays, I think they could be slight buyers. I don't think they're going to be sell, selling too many guys. Mm. They, they're they going to try to compete for that wild card spot. Hopefully uh, for them, the Red Sox fall, and uh, they could take that spot or the Astros or, mm-hmm. or us. Cleveland, uh, <laughs> A's, whatever it may be. But I, I, th- I see them trying to sneak in for that last pl- playoff spot in the AL. What about All the right. Brewers? The Brewers, uh, I think they're clearly going to be buyers here. They just bought 
Willie Adamaeus, mm. Adam, whatever the fuck his name is, Adamus. Um, yeah, they need some more bats in that lineup. The pitching has been amazing, but that's about it. They need something to help score runs against St. Louis. Yeah, they got a lot of star power when it comes to the pitching side of the ball. They got uh, Woodruff, Burns, uh, Devin Williams, Josh Hader, all been amazing this year. Uh, they they play good defense. JBJ, Colton Wong, some guys that they added over the offseason that have been really productive for them. Uh, Colton Wong's actually been hitting well, but a thing that's missing in this lineup is power. They need some Tampa Bay type uh, platoon with power. Yeah, I, I could see him maybe going after after Kepler if they really want to, uh, but they need a consistent power bat in this lineup that can help drive home runs. Uh, trying to think of guys like. Trey Mancini is a guy that they could do if they want to. His power isn't yeah. the most. Anybody from the Orioles. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely a guy that can put the ball to the ballpark and drive in runs. But uh, I don't know. I definitely see him acquiring a guy, though, that can hit 30-plus home runs in a season mm-hmm. uh, to be their big move in the in the trade line. Yeah. Let's go to a team that's kind of disappointed the last few years. It's the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm-hmm. On paper, they've disappointed, but uh, this year they've been playing pretty well, and I think they do need to buy, and that's for a pitcher. The lineup ha- it's not amazing, but it's better than the Braves right now. Yeah. So go get some pitching. Uh, Kyle, I'll tell you uh, here. I'll I'll finish after Kyle goes. All right. I don't want to, you know, interrupt his, the big, his take here. The big thing for Philly in the last few years has been their bullpen. Uh, we know they have star power. They got Real Muto. They got Bryce Harper. But those guys can't pitch too. It's the big need for them has been guys back to the bullpen to be consistent, and they really haven't had that in the last few years. So reliever arms are quite easy to get at the uh, trade deadline market, so I think they'll be in the, in there for quite a few of them. So I, I'm calling them buyers. Exactly. Yes, my my theory was get a three-starter and someone in the bullpen. I didn't want to jump the gun on Kyle, though. I knew his take was coming. Yeah, me and Skyler talked before the show to yes. make sure we ain't saying the exact same thing when it comes down mm-hmm. to it. Let's go to our weekly awards, though, All before right. we get to halftime. Who's your player of the week? My player of the week is going to be Fernando Tatis. He hit 786 yep. with four homers, 12 RBIs. Uh, crazy week. Tatis is crazy. He is my player of the week as well. He's been going off. Great guy to have on your fantasy team, which I do. Mm-hmm. What about pitcher? Pitcher's going to be co-winners with Kluber and Turnbull, the yeah. two no-hitters this week. Yeah, I, I, I didn't choose any of those guys because I think it was Monday, Tuesday, I think, last week maybe. Oh, sh- shoot. Actually, no. It might have <laughs> been Tuesday, Wednesday, but it wasn't showing up when I looked at it. Well, up. we didn't talk about him on, it's true. on the podcast, so maybe it was later. But when I looked at, uh, like... Pitchers uh, this, oh, this week, last Wednesday. seven days, like it just didn't show up for those two. So I, I went away with them. Okay. It, it, it'd, be, right. it'd be my pick right. it, yeah. if I did see him because I definitely had him in my mind. But I'm going with Adam Wainwright, who mm. was really good on Sunday Night Baseball. Oh, yeah. Eight innings, seven Ks, didn't give up a run. Uh, I think the Cardinals eventually lost that game in the 10th inning because Javier Baez hit a two-run home run. And uh, spoiled that game for Wayno, but he's been decent this year. A guy that oh, yeah. you want to see do good. Because and Wayno will be the second starting pitcher in the Hall of Fame who's had Tommy John. Yeah, he will be. He definitely will. Unless be. I don't know, Verlander retires next year, then maybe not. But you get the point. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> one of them, whoever it is. Yeah. What about rookie of the 
Rookie of the week. I Rookie of the week. I'm going to go with Seth Brown. He had seven RBIs this week. Uh, got some clutch hits for the A's in a pretty productive week other than the Mariner games. Yeah, I'm going with Adolis here. Adolis was amazing. Four home runs, 10 RBIs. I think he hit 400 or 500, but he was going off. He's a fun guy to watch play. Crazy things. He could have been on the Cardinals too, uh, but they gave him up for, I think it was Rule 5 or something, but not for much. And he's my rookie of the week, as also with the year and also with my opener. All right. Let's go to halftime. Well, uh, since I was kind of confused about your most improved player, I had it for most improved player of the week. How did you? I don't know. So I have Austin Riley. He had 462, six homers, 11 RBIs, and is playing great defense. And he's been bashed for his defense in the past. Most improved player of the week. I know. I'm sorry, everybody. You're funny. All right. Let's go to halftime. Welcome back to halftime, everybody. We're going to start it off with some golf. Usually don't talk about it, but Phil Mickelson... Was very good this weekend. Yeah, he won the major, the PGA Championship. His first major in a long time. It's his second PGA Championship. I know that. And, uh, it's the second time we've seen like this kind of redemption story. Not really redemption with Mickelson. He's always been around, but hasn't been nearly as good. But it's similar to like Tiger's comeback a few years ago when he won the Masters. Uh, crazy to see a lot of fans just screaming and yelling this whole time. Uh, fun to watch. As far as golf goes. Uh, but yeah, he won. And it sets up. Well, it wasn't because of this. But the match, part two, or part three, maybe part four. I don't know. They do mm-hmm. a lot of them. But it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and Brooks Kepka versus Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson sometime in July. It should be fun, though. Little celebrity golf. Yeah. All right. Well, the World Baseball Classic qualifiers are starting pretty soon here, and the USA roster was released last week. I'm going to go through some of the names. It's an interesting mix of prospects and veterans. And I haven't heard this, so if you if you want to go through it, I'll... I'll, I'll All right. I'm not going to go through everybody. Just some notables. We'll start with the pitchers. Homer Bailey, mm. Edwin Jackson, wow. Matthew Liebertor, David Robertson, Mike Rusensky from the Cardinals, you know, the R-Z-Y-S... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Simeon Woods Richardson. Uh, the catchers. Well, the one guy I know is Matt Wieters. Uh, infielders, Nick Allen, ace prospect. Mm. Logan Forsythe. Todd Frazier. Outfielders. <laughs> You're going to like this one. John Jay and Matt Kemp. Mm, so I guess the kind of theme of this kind of seems like guys that aren't in the MLB, I guess. Yeah. Getting get a spot. Uh, I know the qualifying rosters aren't going to be the same as the actual rosters when it comes. Oh yeah, for sure. Tournament time. At least we hope so. Well, <laughs> they shouldn't be. They, they going off of how fun the World Baseball Classic was last time and how much of an honor the players kind of seemed it was mm-hmm. to play in it. Definitely think they're going to send some guys out there and try to go repeat. Oh, I know Yelich has been trying to recruit they some did guys last time. No, yeah. I hope Adam Jones plays in it again, even yeah. though he's not the same as what he once was back then. Uh-huh. But World Baseball Classic legend. 100% baseball legend, USA baseball legend, 100%. Oh, for sure. And uh, this is kind of off topic, but I wanted to bring it up. Just, I don't know. I want to talk about it. Uh, way too early Heisman prediction for next year. What do you think, Kyle? Uh, 
kind of put me on the spot here, but if yeah. I had to say one, I got to go Sam Howell, one of the top QBs in the class, or yeah, you're not going to like this one. You might know where I'm going. Cincinnati? Yep, Cincinnati yeah. QB, Desmond Ritter, one of my favorites. Well, not one of Skyler's favorites, though, I'll tell you that. That's fair. I do like the Sam Howell pick. It's going to be interesting this year. Uh, he does have a, we'll say Baker Mayfield-type upside to him, but both of his running backs are gone, and that was the entire offense last year for North Carolina. Uh, I have a kind of a dark horse for you, Matt Coral from Ole Miss, the quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, and again, as of right now, you know, he's my number one quarterback for next year's class if everything lines up perfectly. But, you know, like we know every year, about six of the top ten quarterbacks just disappear. What about Keaton? Think he's been could play? Keaton? Slovis. Oh, Keaton, Keaton Slovis. Slovis. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I I think it's possible, but he's, you know, USC runs the pro-style offense where he doesn't throw more than 30 times a game, so it's going to be tough. He did lose his top target, too. He did. That's true. All right. Well, uh, that's going to wrap up the college football talk yeah. for now. Maybe for a while, but we'll always uh, stick little bits in there to keep you uh, on your toes. Sure. Yeah. All right. And uh, <laughs> interesting thing that happened last week. Jacob DeGrom had his rehab start in Class A. He went three innings, eight Ks. Eight Ks. He faced ten batters. Uh, one of them was an error. I don't know what the other guy did. But, uh, yeah, eight Ks. Feel bad for those guys. And uh, mm-hmm. do you have their tweet? You know about their tweet? The, I don't have it, but I know. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're, they're the tweet of the team that he's facing is like, you just please get this man away from us. Yeah. We're not supposed to face Like, him. dude is throwing 103 against us. I'm scared. Some yeah. of the players were <laughs> tweeting that. And one guy from the Bay Area, Tommy Jew from San Ramon, faced him. Mm. He struck out. And, it, it, you know, I, I didn't expect him to hit a grand slam off him or anything. But it, it's interesting seeing guys we know because we, we played with his little brother in All-Stars or against him. And, uh, yeah, cool to see some of the, the notable guys in the minor leagues. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of pitchers, guys, number 97 prospect in baseball, Alec Manoa from Toronto, got the call. He's starting today. Mm-hmm. He's getting the nod today. Uh, Toronto has a lot of guys in their system. Uh, Woods Richardson being mm-hmm. one of the guys that uh, Skylar mentioned not too long ago. Uh, Groshans is a guy there. Uh, Austin Martin is a guy that I love. Obviously, Groshans and uh, Austin Martin aren't pitchers, but... Ooh, so that game's going to be against the Yankees Mm -hmm. in Yankee Stadium. That's tough. That is tough. (laughs) Against Domingo Herman, who's been pitching great this year. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, and uh, to finish off halftime, we're going to keep it on the theme with pitchers. Uh, Two no-hitters in back-to-back days this week. Like we said, Corey Kluber, who's been pitching amazing. That's probably Mm -hmm. my AL Pitcher of the Month. Once we get there, if we do it. And then Spencer Turnbull from Detroit, who I drafted in fantasy about three years too early because I knew he had some upside. Yeah, Turnbull was good <laughs> a couple years ago. Uh, wasn't good last year. And then this year kind of, honestly, hasn't been that good besides the, this performance mm-hmm. uh, a couple, or not a couple weeks ago, but a week ago. And uh, Turnbull, crazy performance. And a crazy note about all this is that we've seen six no hitters this year. We know the the most in the season so far has been seven, but there's only been three teams that have gotten no hit. It's the Indians, it's the Rangers, and it's the Mariners. All multiple times. Yeah, all multiple times. I don't know if that's ever happened. Three teams. Uh, Probably not. Get no hit twice. <laughs> I doubt it. 
uh, and all American League teams. I don't know if that has really anything to do with it, rather than coincidence. But uh, yeah. yeah, maybe uh, I don't know. Get some double shifts going, and it. Uh, Who knows? Interrupts timing. We we don't know of the National League starters, but yeah, exactly. We don't know, and uh, that's gonna wrap up halftime. Some interesting stuff. Yeah. There. All right. Take it back, Kyle. All right. We're talking about football. Julio Jones had a little. I don't know. This is really his fault, but it's kind of Shannon Sharp baiting him into saying <laughs> stuff. He called him on the show, uh, undisputed. Uh, Julio didn't know he was on live air, and Shannon was talking to him because they're close, and obviously he'd tell Shannon some stuff that he probably shouldn't tell the public. And uh, he was talking about getting out of uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Shannon asked him if he wants to go to Dallas. He says, oh, hell no, I don't want to play there. Mm-hmm. I want to win. So we know he wants to go to a winner. Uh, and we after after this, a lot of stuff was going on with like Schefter, Rappaport. Those guys were looking into it. And so Julio requested a requested a trade a couple months ago. Uh, it's kind of just getting out now. Surprised this wasn't bigger news uh, before with yeah. actually requesting a trade. But where do you see Julio's like biggest suitors and possibly where he could go this upcoming year? I still believe his best fit is in Dallas. But uh, if that's true, what he said, then yeah. he won't be. Like in that very much. Yeah. Uh, I still, unfortunately, I think it's the Patriots, the best fit, and the team that could put together the best uh, offer for him. But I wouldn't count out uh, any of the West Coast teams. Yeah, I, I know a spot that I want Julio to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk about it a little bit here. It's the Raiders. Uh, we're second favorite odds when it comes down to it. It's the Niners and the Raiders at plus 300. I want them. I think we give up a second-round pick for them. I know the, the Falcons said they want a first-round pick, but... Everybody starts asking high and then mm-hmm. make compromises to go lower. So a second-round pick, I hope it happens. I think it would be amazing and a good weapon for Derek Carr. Another Bama guy for Henry Ruggs oh, to, yeah. to talk to. <laughs> Should be fun. Uh, seems like the whole theme of the NFL this year is guys uh, asking to be traded and be moved. Obviously, the biggest one that comes down to it is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Former MVP, multiple MVP. uh a, Probably the greatest talented quarterback of all time when it comes down, Arm talent down to for it sure. in NFL yeah. history. And uh, it's kind of been – it's been very, very confusing on what's going on over there in Green Bay. So where do you think Rodgers actually could end up week one? I Right now I'm leaning towards retirement for him, which sucks, Yeah, obviously. But I just don't think there's going to be a deal done in time and he's going to sit out and then – Maybe pull a Favre. He might come back after, but I just don't see him playing this year. I don't know. If he does play, it won't be with Green Bay. Yeah. It I, won't. I don't, th- I don't think he's ever going to play another snap of Green Bay again because Rodgers is a guy that I don't think is – like he doesn't have anything to lose. He's just going mm. to say, okay, if you, you don't want to trade me, I'm not going to play for you. I'm not going to – I think the Rams are definitely kicking themselves right now. Yeah. I, <laughs> they made the right move though, I think. Yeah, uh, at the time, yes. on that. But uh, the trade for Rodgers would be absolutely insane. We see saw the stuff that uh, that the Broncos would would uh, have to give up if, if that trade were to happen. Is like Drew Locke, uh, Bradley Chubb, a lineman, like four first round picks, hmm. which is too much. Too yeah. he's great, but it's too much. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that much will happen. Maybe like three or four first plus the current current team's quarterback. Because Aaron Rodgers kind of guarantees your spot into the playoffs no matter what team you're on because he's just going to find guys no matter what. But Aaron Rodgers week one, I think, has a very good shot of sitting on his couch and watching mm-hmm. football. Yeah. Actually, probably not even watching football. He'd probably be 
doing some other stuff. Yeah, he'll probably not even care. But, uh, yeah, I don't see Aaron Rodgers playing for any team come week one. And now let's talk to basketball. Not to basketball, but about basketball. NBA playoffs are going on. Let's go through each series and kind of get your thoughts on it. Wizards, Sixers, game two is tonight. Philly's up 1-0. I like Philly a lot. In this yeah. series, Westbrook has been a great story this year, but it's not going to go past the first round. Keep it short and sweet. Let's go to the Medellin, not the Medellins, uh, MSG. the Mecca of basketball, uh, Madison Square Garden. The Hawks and the Knicks are playing game two tonight. Atlanta's up one none. We know about Trey Young's big shot in game one. Where's it going? From yeah, here? I still like the Knicks here, maybe in six or seven, uh, but they're going to have to stop Trey Young for sure. Yeah. 100% here. Series shifts over to Atlanta after this game in New York tonight. Grizzlies, Jazz, it's a one versus an eight seed, but the eight seed got game one. We know Donovan Mitchell didn't play in game one. He wasn't too happy about that. Yeah. I don't know if he's playing tonight. What do you see happening? I still think Utah's going to pull this one out. It might take seven, though. It's interesting to see a one-eight series go to that many games. But yeah. without Donovan Mitchell, it's just not a good matchup. Yeah. And right now, it's saying Utah has no injured players, so maybe that means... If Donnie's playing, then I think this should be just fine. Yeah. Let's go to tomorrow's matchups now with the Bucks and the Heat. Milwaukee's up 2-0. This series is shifting over to Miami. Mm-hmm. How's it looking? I still like the Bucks. I think this should be a quick series. Yeah. Uh, no one can guard Giannis, and Jimmy's having a bad series. That's not going to help very much. Yeah, the Heat, kind of a weird team. We saw them obviously be... Eastern Conference champions last year, but that's in the bubble, and a lot of weird things can happen in the bubble, like yeah. T.J. Warren becoming the best shooter of all time. Uh, Suns Lakers series tied one one, probably the most intriguing uh, round one matchup. Uh, CP3 slightly hurt. LeBron's mm-hmm. flopping. What's new with that one? Uh, where do you see it going? I hate to say it, but I'm leaning towards the Lakers right now. Uh, obviously, if CP3 is not 100, percent and we already know he has. Uh, Struggled in the playoffs most of his career. Mm. It's it's just a tough matchup for Phoenix. Yeah, it definitely is not the matchup that you want round one. But uh, Booker's definitely getting a taste of the postseason right now, and he's been actually playing pretty well uh, off of what I've seen. Uh, big game tomorrow, though. Pivotal game, and I think uh, whoever wins that game will probably win the series. Mm-hmm. Nuggets, Trailblazers, another interesting series. We know no Jamal Murray for the Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, series is shifting over to Portland right now. Series is tied 1-1. Oh, that's, that's perfect for Portland. Uh, if they could grab games two and three here, it's it's a wrap. But this should be probably the most fun series, maybe of the entire playoffs. I'm expecting seven games and Dame to finish it off for yeah, Portland. It was it was a big big one for Portland to steal a game in Denver, I think. So going back home for them should be good for them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nets Celtics. I think this is an easy one. Brooklyn up 2-0. Yes, yeah, so the Celtics don't have a chance. I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, it's just not going to happen, Doug. Yeah, it's going to be either <laughs> two more games or three more games in this series. I don't see it going any more than that. Now on to probably the biggest shocker so far. It's mm-hmm. the Clippers and the Mavericks. 2-0 series lead for the Mavs. Not for me. I love Dallas. I love Luka. I picked them. But the Clippers aren't done. Yeah, this is another series I expect to go six or seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, some great first round matchups, but uh, I still like Dallas. And having the two game lead is uh, even more helpful. Definitely a big one for Dallas if they win this next one. We all know it's pretty much over from there. Yeah, let's go to our bets and let's get on out of here. I think all that's right. all we got for where's your head at. So layups last week, I had the Dodgers over the D backs on Thursday. That did not happen. 
Memphis uh, three and a half versus San Antonio on Wednesday. Oh no, that did happen actually. Yes. My my bad. It did happen. I, I don't know why I said it didn't happen with the Dodgers over D backs. So that was a green. And then Memphis minus three and a half versus San Antonio on Wednesday. That did happen. One by well. four, I believe. Yeah, it is very close. So this week, I have the Yankees winning the series over the Tigers in right. Detroit this uh, over the weekend. And Skyler, what do you got? I got Cleveland over Detroit on Thursday. Whenever Shane Bieber's pitching against Detroit, you take Cleveland. So we are going against the Tigers this weekend. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, and then our bold predictions. I had the Giants winning the series over the Dodgers. I kind of hinted at this one that it wasn't going to work. Uh, I was picking against teams that I, hasn't been going too well for me right now. So I kind of picked the series that I wanted to see happen the other way. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I probably shouldn't have told you to bet that, but maybe to fade it. Uh, Skyler had Washington over Boston on Tuesday. That did not happen. Uh, Boston took that, that game, not series. I I guess it's kind of a series, one-game series, wild-card series. Yeah, is a series, game 163. So. Yeah, true. Uh, but this week I have the Padres sweeping the Strohs. I think that series is in Houston. Should be fun to watch. Two good teams playing. Mm-hmm. Without context, you might think I'm cheating, but I actually – Picked this one last week. Tried to carry it over. So if you don't think it counts, then it's all right. But I have Dallas win the series against the Clippers. They're now up 2 nothing. we know. So it's going to be a little harder to get a good profit from that bet. But Kyle says it's okay. I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so before we leave here, we got kind of got a little bit of news here. We're breaking oh. Marcelo Suna out five to six weeks Ooh. with a couple uh, dislocated fingers in his left hand. Five to six weeks is a long time for dislocated Braves fingers. Braves can't catch a break. Back. Yeah, so any ending notes on that one? That sucks. And Phillies, go grab a pitcher right now. <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's, it's time uh, for them to get their spot. But, yeah, big bat in uh, Atlanta's lineup isn't going to be taking any selfies around in first base anymore for five, six weeks. For sure. Yeah. But episode 37 – Skyler, where's the or the Twitter? Where's the Twitter? The Twitter is at Amac Sports. Instagram is also at Amac Sports. The TikTok and YouTube are Immaculate Sports. We'll be back hopefully next Tuesday on time for episode thirty-eight. Yeah. Some more baseball. Any more football news we got? Yeah, we'll see if Aaron Rodgers retired by then. Uh, we'll probably talk about basketball. I assume most of the first round series yes. should Thank be you. over. Mm. Uh, no hockey. Probably not. Even though the hockey playoffs are going on, no soccer, probably no golf, probably no college football either. Probably not. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Go Jets. Jets suck. What? (laughs)